Welcome everybody to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Wednesday. I'm excited to be here. Oh, this is going to be a jam-packed show. Now, a lot of you who are listening to my show for the very first time know that I try to do this five days a week. And circumstances sometimes will allow me to pivot. So Wednesdays, I normally have my live show from Ivy Park. That show will tentatively air tomorrow. Had some technical difficulties with the audio last night, but we're getting it solved. And so you're going to get that show tomorrow. And it was a great show. We had a great time. Corey and I uh, had a great show, and I had the Rapids general manager, Warren Fundevestazen, on, and a new Columbus Rapids soccer player got to interview him as well. I'm just so excited just to be here to give you a special Wednesday show as we are ready to go. Once again, a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. Such a great sports lineup from 12 to 5. You get two hours of Rod Peterson. I'm sandwiched in the middle And right after me is Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Such an incredible lineup, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. And if you are a Rod Peterson listener and you're catching me, well done. Thank you. And then I get things ready to go for Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. So it's just a great lineup of sports. And also, just to let everybody know that we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, the site which I was at yesterday and had a great time doing that show. Also brought to you by Christie's Cafe. You know, that place is in Noonan, and uh, it's just a great venue for uh, breakfast and lunch items. Man in the Mirror podcast. Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, my main man over there, Charles Stevens, can uh, get a podcast going, and uh, we can go ahead and, and produce that bad boy. And Local Grounds Coffee Company, you know, I work in LaGrange, and so I talk to the manager at Local Grounds Coffee Company, and uh, the marketing coordinator, Leah Watts, I mean, does a phenomenal job, and I just appreciate all the marketing that she has done. That is a place that is a very relaxed, pet-friendly, Wi-Fi, it's just a great hangout, and they got some great coffee items and breakfast items, so I am just ecstatic to the moon that they are a sponsor of the show. This is going to be a very good show because I'm going to talk about Alabama basketball. I know all you Crimson Tide fans are going to really tune into this one because I'm here to say that Alabama basketball is for real and they have a shot at going to the Final Four. We had a World Cup game yesterday. Argentina, are they going to win a World Cup for Lionel Messi? They punched their ticket to the World Cup final, which will take place on Sunday, December the 18th. And then the San Francisco Giants, you know, my baseball team, signed shortstop Carlos Correa. Does that establish the market for Dansby Swanson and the Atlanta Braves? All right, let's kick things off into the show. I tell you what, as we get closer and closer to the holidays, we have got some shows to do. And I'm going to try to get some guests on. I mean, I do have some time. 
and we have a lot of bowl games to talk about. But before I kick things off here on the show, a lot of emotions was going through my mind. I know I mentioned it uh, briefly on yesterday's show, and, and I recorded yesterday's show before the passing of Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. This is devastating news. He passed away at the age of 61. Uh, Mike Leach, if you're not familiar with SEC football and personalities, he was larger-than-life personality. He was kooky. He did it his way. He said whatever was on his mind in the press conferences and in the interviews, and he made a tremendous impact on college football. That's why you get a lot of spread offenses. He ran the air raid offense, and he brought Texas Tech up to 11 wins. He brought Washington State up to 11 wins, and he was getting ready to get Mississippi State to possibly compete for an SEC West title because Mississippi State at times was looking great, and he put up video game numbers. I mean, he just loved to throw the football, and he had a little bit of balance this year with the run game. And it's just devastating. Uh, When I first heard the news that he had a massive heart attack, that he was in critical condition, I kept praying and I kept praying. And we lost a college football legend and just a lot of emotions going through my mind and just prayers go out to the Leach family. Mississippi State is going to play their bowl game against Illinois on January the 2nd. That's what Coach Leach would want them to do. And so... Where does Mississippi State go from here? I mean, college football just lost a giant. And, you know, I, I'm i really not a man of, of a whole lot of words. I just want to give my tribute to Coach Leach and uh, rest in peace. All right, well, let's go ahead and get right into the show because we did have a big college basketball game last night at the Coleman Coliseum. And I... I'm familiar with the Coleman Coliseum. I went there for an Alabama basketball game. Oddly enough, they were playing the University of Memphis, and that game happened the week of the Iron Bowl. In Alabama, who is ranked fourth in the country, defeated the Memphis Tigers 91-88. to So Memphis had their biggest win of the season, beating Auburn. And then they go to Coleman Coliseum, and my thoughts on Alabama basketball... Because I go to see what the attendance was. And so the attendance only had 9,000 fans at the stadium. So it wasn't even at full capacity. Folks, you need to start taking Alabama basketball seriously. The Alabama Crimson Tide have a legitimate shot at making a deep run into the NCAA tournament to include possibly going to the Final Four. I said on the show yesterday that Alabama started taking basketball seriously when they saw their hated rival Auburn reach the Final Four in 2019. Who would have thought that Alabama and Auburn are both powerhouses in basketball? Now, the skeptical Alabama fan who just likes football, embrace this. Go to some basketball games. Watch them on ESPN. Alabama basketball is for real, and Nate Oates has built a program that were a number two seed a couple years ago. Well, they have a very tough game this Saturday against the Gonzaga Bulldogs, and it's on CBS. It is going to be a televised game. You don't want to miss it. 
I believe the Alabama Crimson Tide is for real, and they could make a deep run into the NCAA tournament. Will they compete in the SEC with the likes of Auburn and Kentucky? Well, absolutely Alabama can. College basketball tonight, that other school in Alabama that just happens to play basketball. The Auburn Tigers, who are ranked 19th, they fell in the poll after losing to Memphis over the weekend. They're taking on the Georgia State Panthers, who are 5-4, and four, but Georgia State has always competed in the Sun Belt. They've made a couple of NCAA tournaments. Uh, this should be a pretty fun game. I'm looking forward to that. The Auburn Tigers, Bruce Pearl, he has not skipped a beat after losing Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith Jr. to the NBA. The Auburn Tigers looking pretty good. The Georgia Bulldogs, 7-3, and three, and Mike White has really made the difference. They have eclipsed their win total from last year. They are taking on Notre Dame this weekend in the Holiday Hoops Giving. Georgia Tech, who's 6-4 after losing to North Carolina over the weekend, taking on Alabama State, and we are going to start conference play. Some of the conferences have already started in the conference play, but in January... That's when the conference play starts revving up. And then we get a little bit of a clearer picture of who is going to get in this NCAA tournament. And uh, that's when I start enrolling in classes for Bracketology 101. Just a reminder that your Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars will be in action at the Lumpkin Center Thursday afternoon for a rare tip-off at 1.30 as the Lady Cougars will take on Lander University in their second Peach Belt Conference game. And then the Cougars will be in action at 3.30, also taking on Lander. And that will be the final home game of the year. They won't be back in action at the Lumpkin Center until next year. So if you are still in town and you can get off work early, that would be a good opportunity to come down to the Lumpkin Center and catch some Cougar and Lady Cougars basketball. But if you can't make it to the game, you can listen to the game on WCUG 88.5 Cougar Radio with Scott Miller on the call. And uh, let's go Cougars. I mean, I am just ecstatic. Then I am now part of the Cougar family as they invited me on the broadcast for Columbus State Soccer. And I expressed interest to their new sports information director, Ali Kerr, that I'm interested in filling in when needed. And that includes baseball when Scott Miller is doing a basketball game and it conflicts with a game that he is calling. I have also expressed interest in calling games with Scott. Whether it's baseball, I'm not sure about basketball, but it would be an honor to work with such a Hall of Famer and such a legend, and it's really a bucket list thing for me. There's a lot of broadcasting opportunities that I've already checked the box, and I've already proven myself as a broadcaster, and I am just grateful for any opportunity that has been given to me. So a couple of weeks ago, I talked about slowing down and uh, giving up some things, kind of having some balance so I could focus on the family and uh, not just be overwhelmed with too much broadcasting assignments. Well, I made the tough decision this year not to become the public address announcer for high school basketball, especially Russell County because it's almost 45 minutes away. 
And I was going across my timeline. You know, I was really involved in doing Russell County basketball games last year. You know, they beat Opelika last year. And, you know, I posted on my social media. And it was a very big win. Russell County was just off to a great start last year. And uh, they're off to a great start this year. You know, I still keep up with Russell County. And, and don't forget, on Friday, I have my high school basketball show. Uh, Russell County is 7-2. and two. You know, they got the big win over Eufaula, 76-60 last night. And remember, this was a Eufaula team that was number one in the region. And Eufaula made the playoffs last year. So this is a big win for the Russell County Warriors. Their next game is against the defending 7A champions on December the 28th in a Christmas tournament against the Enterprise Wildcats. Uh, Valley still looks good. I mean, they're undefeated. You got the Auburn Tigers, Smith Station, Central. You got a lot of great basketball teams in the state of Alabama. Glenwood, Lee Scott Academy. Can't forget all about them. Now over to Georgia. You had two big games last night, and they were covered on WRBL. Big shout-out to Jack Patterson for uh, covering those games. You had Columbus beating Shaw on a buzzer beater, and then you had Spencer dominating Kendrick. And you don't think Spencer hasn't skipped a beat? They are the defending 4A state champions. Now they've moved over to 2A, and it looks like uh, they are ready to go and uh, get a back-to-back championship this year. Just had an incredible run last year, and I expect the Spencer Green Wave to have an incredible run this year as well. That's a little bit of a teaser because you'll get to have all of that on my high school basketball show this Friday, and I'm going to try to keep the party going. I know that high school football just wrapped up. Um, I'm going to do my best to try to reach out to any high school football coach that wants to be on the show. So this is your invitation. Just message me on my Twitter page or Facebook, and I will try to get you on the show. I've already reached out to several coaches, and that's what I would like to have. I would like to have some high school football coaches be on just talking about off-season, spring football, workouts, because high school football, it's just the season is just ongoing. Like Josh Pate says on the Late Kick podcast, there is no offseason. Your latest World Cup update, Argentina beat Croatia 3 to nothing to advance to the World Cup final. Lionel Messi with a goal, and he becomes the most prolific World Cup striker in soccer history. Congratulations to Lionel Messi. I just hope that he is able to get his first World Cup It would be the equivalent of John Elway winning a Super Bowl or Dale Earnhardt winning the Daytona 500. It would just be just a mountaintop. Alexander Ovechkin winning the Stanley Cup. Hey, I mean, he scored his 800th goal. I mean, congratulations to him. But Lionel Messi is one of the greatest soccer players of all time. And as much as I would love to see a Lionel Messi Mbappe World Cup final, My guest on the show at Ivy yesterday comes from Morocco, and on that show we just talked about what a Cinderella story Morocco has had. They take on France today, so by the time that airs, we'll have the outcome of the Morocco-France game, and we were just hyping it up. I mean, it would just be very special for him and for his country if Morocco was able to pull off the upset but more than likely, it's looking like a France-Argentina World Cup final. And then the World Cup will officially be over. And then we could focus on indoor soccer as the Columbus Rapids 
first friendly will be December the 29th. Their first open practice will be December the 27th, so right after the holidays. Everybody's going to be coming in, and we'll finally get to see a full team for the men's team and the women's team as it will come to fruition. The general manager for the Columbus Rapids, Warren Fundavestazen, has done an incredible job marketing and promoting the brand. And in year two, the Columbus Rapids will be a full force in the National Indoor Soccer League. And I am just blessed that I get to be a part of the broadcast team for year two. And I'm, I'm happy that I'm getting Corey Bank on, too, as a color commentator. I mean, that's going to be fun as well. I did a lot of games last year by myself, but Corey is coming on board on the broadcast team as well. All right. NBA last night, the marquee game that everybody was watching was the Boston Celtics taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. A rivalry renewed. This was also a 30 for 30. Best of enemies. These are the two most historic NBA franchises in history. Boston having a great season, although they've had a two-game losing streak on this West Coast trip, went down to the Crypto Arena and got the 122-118 victory in overtime against the Lakers. And this was a great game. But you had Anthony Davis and LeBron James with over 40 minutes. Anthony Davis had 37 points. LeBron had 33. Russell Westbrook off the bench, scoring 20. Still shooting a lot, 7 of 19 from the field. But you got to get more production from other players besides your big three. Boston is a very good team, so they're making sure that any other player does not get any open looks. Lonnie Walker, the fourth only had seven points. Sometimes he has a big offensive game. The Lakers really are missing that option after the big three, a three and D perimeter type of player. You don't think the Lakers could use like a Kevin Herter or a Buddy Heald or a Tyrese Halliburton? I said that there was a time where the Lakers could turn it on and they could sneak into the playoffs. The NBA is better when the Lakers are good. Are the Lakers competitive? Well, we'll find out. We're going to get an opportunity to see them on Christmas when they take on Luka and the Dallas Mavericks. But they have a stretch, where, and they got a lot of nationally televised games. They take on the Denver Nuggets. They take on the Phoenix Suns. They take on the Sacramento Kings, the, one of the surprise teams in the NBA. And then, you know, Christmas, when they take on the Dallas Mavericks, that will be the test of time. And, of course, your local team, the Atlanta Hawks, will host the Los Angeles Lakers on the 30th of December, Friday at State Farm Arena. The Atlanta Hawks will travel to Orlando to take on the Magic. The Hawks are 14-14. and They're just hovering right at 500. They should get the win over the Magic. But when will the Atlanta Hawks turn the corner? Still no word on when DeJounte Murray is going to come back from injury or if Trey Young is even going to play. But it should be pretty interesting. I still think the Hawks are a playoff team. I just want to see the Hawks make it to that other level. And many of you know I love the NBA, and I said that I think it's going to be the Boston Celtics and the Phoenix Suns. But the Phoenix Suns, they have reeled. They have lost five straight. They are currently in fourth place in the Western Conference. Right now, the two top teams in the West 
are the New Orleans Pelicans and the Memphis Grizzlies. The New Orleans Pelicans really hit on that Zion Williamson draft pick. Because when they traded away Anthony Davis, they got a lot of great players in return to include Brandon Ingram and Alonzo Ball, which is not on the team anymore. He's with Chicago. But the New Orleans Pelicans look like a legitimate contender. And that is great for the community of New Orleans because with the Saints being down, and I know that New Orleans is a football town. They don't really care about the New Orleans Pelicans, and they didn't really care about the New Orleans Hornets when they were there. I remember I was in New Orleans for Katrina when they first moved to New Orleans, and they were playing at Oklahoma City, and they were called the Oklahoma City New Orleans Hornets back in 2005. They still love the Saints, but I would love for them to rally around the New Orleans Pelicans because right now, They look like the best team in the Western Conference. And Zion Williamson, his highlight reel. Zion Williamson win MVP this year? Oh, it is possible. He's supposed to be the next big superstar after LeBron. And when Zion is healthy, he is must-watch TV. The Memphis Grizzlies, who had a big blowout win against the Atlanta Hawks, another great team that has a lot of depth. Besides John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, Stephen Adams, such a great team. And when will the Golden State Warriors turn the corner? They have too much of a talented team to be at 500. They lose to the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee, 128 to 111. Giannis scored 30, and Milwaukee trying to keep pace with the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference. So tonight we do have a great slate of games. The Warriors taking on the Pacers. Both are at 500. The ESPN game tonight is the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Clippers, if they have a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George, can beat anybody in this league because they have depth. And head coach Teron Liu does a great job getting the Clippers to play their style of basketball. And if a healthy Kawhi and a healthy Paul George are in the playoffs, they could beat anybody. And I think the Clippers could reach the NBA Finals, but it is the Clippers, it is their culture, and sometimes they get snake-bitten and they blow leads in the playoffs as well. So that's something to look at. Hey, speaking of Major League Baseball, the former Houston Astros shortstop Carlos Correa just signed a massive 13-year, $350 million contract to play for the San Francisco Giants. And it was long overdue that the Giants needed to get a big-time shortstop, especially with Brandon Crawford at the tail end of his career. But that Giants team that won three World Series titles 10 years ago, that team is gone. I mean, they still have some stars from that team. Buster Posey is retired. Brandon Crawford is toward the end of his career. Brandon Belt, not sure what's going to happen with him. But the San Francisco Giants needed to get a big splash, especially after not getting Aaron Judge in free agency. So with $350 million, is Dansby Swanson going to get this type of cash? And can the Braves pony up? Is general manager Alex Anthopoulos going to give Dansby Swanson a massive contract? But the Braves fan is going to say, well, we need to re-sign Dansby. You know, they messed up not re-signing Freddie. 
But getting Sean Murphy as their catcher, Alex Anthopoulos knows what he's doing. He's making moves. And if Dansby is going to be part of the equation, great. But if not, let's go get one of those young shortstops that's cheap, maybe like a Vaughn Grissom, move him over to shortstop because Braves have some centerpieces for this franchise. Ron Lacuna Jr., Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, your cornerstones in this franchise is here to stay, and the Braves will be relevant for years to come. Congratulations to Washington Capitals forward Alexander Ovechkin. He got his 800th goal yesterday as the Capitals beat the Chicago Blackhawks 7-3. And Alexander Ovechkin becomes the third player in NHL history to score 800 goals. He had a hat trick in the game. And he's second right behind Gordie Howe. And Wayne Gretzky has got 894 goals. And Alexander Ovechkin reached that milestone. You're looking at a hockey player that scores about 40 to 50 goals per season. Alexander Ovechkin would have to play at least three or four more years to reach that milestone. It's a really cool milestone, and I don't really talk a whole lot about NHL on this show. I mean, I love hockey. Sad to see the Atlanta Thrashers leave in 2011. I'm a big San Jose Sharks fan, but they haven't done anything since they reached the Stanley Cup in 2016. Uh, On the show last year, I talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Would they three-peat? And the Tampa Bay Lightning three-peat. And unfortunately, they lose to the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals last year in six games. So you're probably wondering, how is the defending Stanley Cup champions doing so far this NHL season. Well, looking at the latest NHL standings, the Colorado Avalanche are currently in third place in the Central Division in the Western Conference with 32 points. The Dallas Stars are leading that division. The Winnipeg Jets, the former Atlanta Thrashers, right behind the Stars with 37 points. And the best team in the Western Conference is the Vegas Golden Knights followed by the surprise of the league, the Seattle Kraken in year two, and the Los Angeles Kings with 35 points. Over in the Eastern Conference, it's really the Boston Bruins with 47 points, and then the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to see what the Toronto Maple Leafs can do in the NHL playoffs with 44 points. I just would like to see them do well. The New Jersey Devils with 44 points. Looks like they're back on track. And then... A local team to the southeast, the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, if you're a hockey fan in the south, because we have the River Dragons, you have the Nashville Predators and the Carolina Hurricanes. Just embrace those teams. I mean, I look at the Nashville Predators, and I got a lot of friends up in Tennessee. They're big Predators fans. And what the Nashville Predators did in 2017, reaching the Stanley Cup Final, but losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins, I mean, that was a gut punch. I mean, I had to witness... The Pittsburgh Penguins win back-to-back Stanley Cup Finals, beating my Sharks in 2016, and then beating the Predators in 2017. And by default, I'm considered a Predators fan secondary right after the Sharks. So I want to see the Predators do well uh, because of uh, the friends that I have up in Tennessee. And so every now and then, I'll talk about the NHL on this show, but what a great milestone for Alexander Ovechkin. One of the greatest goal scorers in NHL history. And he did it the right way. 
NFL Week 15. I'm going to have Corey Bank on the show Fridays. We are going to make some football picks. I'm going to start with Thursday's game because I'm on pins and needles. This is going to be the first road game for Brock Purdy in a hostile environment against a desperate Seattle Seahawks team. The 49ers have won six straight, and they look like one of the best teams in the NFC. But Seattle has always been tricky. That nighttime crowd at Quest Field, the 12th man. Now, you can win in Seattle. Marcus Mariota won a game up in Seattle. But Seattle is just a very tricky team. And they may not have Kenneth Walker as their running back. But Geno Smith, he is a decent quarterback. And the wide receivers, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, going up against the 49ers secondary. But this is the best defense in the league, bar none. The San Francisco 49ers give up the least amount of points in the NFL. The 49ers should win this game, and if they do, they clinch the NFC West, and then they, we could start talking about them going after the number two seed because I don't think they're going to catch the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles are just playing on another level, and it helps that the Eagles have had a really easy schedule. But the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks is a rivalry that dates back to the Jim Harbaugh-Pete Carroll days. And this has always been my favorite rivalry because I'm always on pins and needles. And I got to say, I'm happy that Russell Wilson is no longer a Seahawk because he has torched the Niners. There were a lot of games where he just ripped my heart out with his acrobatic plays in the fourth quarter. The 49ers would control the game. And all of a sudden, Russell Wilson would come out of nowhere and I'm reminded of a Sunday night game. It was the last game of the season in 2019 where Russell Wilson willed his team to a comeback, but then Dre Greenlaw stops Hollister right at the goal line, and the 49ers won the game, NFC West champions, and they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That was a big win. And the 49ers won in Seattle for the first time since 2011, and uh, that was the last time that the 49ers really got a big win against the Seattle Seahawks. Remember, last year the Seahawks swept the 49ers. The 49ers had no problem with the Seahawks to start the season, beating them 27-7. to It's just a different Seahawks team with Geno Smith. And maybe the 49ers get the victory, but I cannot wait for that Thursday night game. And then we have some games this Saturday. You know, that first weekend before the Christmas break, I always enjoy watching the NFL on Saturdays, starting with the Indianapolis Colts, who have just been a dumpster fire this year. Matt Ryan has not done anything for Indianapolis. They're on an interim head coach. This was supposed to be one of the best teams in the AFC South that should have made the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor's had a disappointing year. They're taking on a Minnesota Vikings team that's 10-3, and are the Vikings really as good as their record indicates? This will be a tough task for the Indianapolis Colts because the Vikings have some playmakers. Dalvin Cook, they have Justin Jefferson, and Kirk Cousins can throw the football down the field. And the Vikings also have a very underrated defense. You got the Baltimore Ravens playing without Lamar Jackson, taking on a Cleveland Browns team that just, with Deshaun Watson coming back, he has looked awful. And the Browns' season is over, but it is Cleveland in the dog pound. Cleveland is favored, 
And I know right now the Cincinnati Bengals have to be the biggest Browns fans because they would get the top of the division if Baltimore was able to lose here. But the Ravens' defense has stepped up. With the addition of Roquan Smith, the Baltimore Ravens are a very underrated defense. So with or without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are a sneaky good team. And then the primetime game, it's going to be in a blizzard. The Miami Dolphins, who have lost two straight, taking on the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills should have no problem here because the Dolphins look great in the beginning of the season. That's what they do is when you're playing in warm weather and you're feeling comfortable, the Miami Dolphins can step up, but they are limited. I know that they have the speedsters, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. The Dolphins are very limited, and I think Buffalo should get that. And then we have a big slate of games on Sunday. The flex game, the Giants and the Commanders, the winner of that game is probably going to get the number six seed in the playoffs. You got Joe Burrow going up against Tom Brady. This is going to be the primetime CBS game with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. But the Buccaneers, after getting embarrassed by the San Francisco 49ers at Levi Stadium 35-7, can the Bengals put the Buccaneers out of their misery? And can the Panthers, who look incredible with interim head coach Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold, can they get a win over the Steelers? And then... Let's talk about the Falcons taking on the Saints. Desmond Ritter is now the starting quarterback. You know, the Atlanta Falcons control their own destiny. If they win out, they're going to the playoffs. Can Desmond Ritter elevate quarterback play in Atlanta? Can they just win out? I mean, they have a very easy schedule. The Saints are a beatable team. Then they travel to Baltimore to take on probably the Lamar Jackson less Ravens and then they take on the Arizona Cardinals which has been a dumpster fire this year and they're not going to have Kyler Murray and then they take on the Buccaneers to wrap up the season you know that might even be for the division the Atlanta Falcons have some winnable games Marcus Mariota went on IR I know they don't have Kyle Pitts but go win this game you got to beat your longtime hated rival the Saints Saints are favored The Saints have a very underrated defense, but they got to win this game. They really do. And then one other game that I'm looking at, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, in his second year, has looked really good. He's looking like the rookie quarterback that really has elevated his play. Then they're taking on a very talented, probably the second-best defense in the league, the Dallas Cowboys. Going to be a lot of Cowboys fans down in Jacksonville. I'm so excited about the NFL, and then this is also the start of bowl games. Yes, we got bowl games starting on Friday afternoon. This is always fun. The Bahamas Bowl. Got Miami of Ohio taking on UAB, and then later that night in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, Texas San Antonio taking on Troy. Both teams are ranked, and both teams are 11-2. and We get a matchup of two ranked teams to kick off the bowl season. This is fun. And then the Celebration Bowl will be Saturday as Dion will be coaching Jackson State. Expect them to win. And then I expect all the players for Jackson State to bolt for Colorado. Oh, this has been a fun show. And I have been ecstatic 
about being your host today. Don't forget that tomorrow I will have the live show that was broadcasted yesterday at Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill. So I have done a flip-flop. I've created a show today, and then I'm going to have the live show from Ivy tomorrow. And then on Friday, I will have my high school basketball show since high school football wrapped up last weekend. Also reminder that the Columbus River Dragons will be in action this weekend at the Columbus Civic Center. Puck drop 7.30 Friday night and Saturday night against the Elmira Mammoth. Right now, the Columbus River Dragons have the best record in the Federal Prospects Hockey League. And if you don't know about the River Dragons, well, they're all over the community. They were at Chick-fil-A. They were supposed to be at Zombie Pig last night, but that event got canceled. The River Dragons are out and about in Columbus just serving the community. And they look incredible. And Alex Storjahan is the leading goal scorer for the River Dragons. So what a great job that Jerome Boom Boom Bouchard has done as the coach. Now I'm looking forward to going to some more River Dragons games this season. Just a reminder that December 21st, that's on a Wednesday next week, is National Signing Day. I plan on having a show with the most up-to-date national signings. And so I will actually have a tracker on the show where I talk about it. And I'll, ha- I'll recap it on Thursday's show. But National Signing Day is going to be that day. A lot of talented high school players in the Chattahoochee Valley are going to be on their campuses, respectively, making their announcement. It's always fun when you have the three hats in front of the table and they make their decision and that is going to be great. You know, TJ Parker for Central, he's already verbally committed to Clemson. Will he put on the Clemson Tiger hat? Or is he going to surprise us all? That is always fun. You know, Central's got some great, talented players. I mean, this is where Drew Pickett for Russell County gets to make it official. This is where you have the Auburn Tigers, Opelika. You got so so many great high school players that are going to make their decision, and I cannot wait for that show where we talk about National Signing Day. The number one recruit in all of the land, Arch Manning, will officially make it an official announcement that he is going to commit to the University of Texas, and then Texas is going to be great next year. I think that Texas could compete for the college football playoff just because of their quarterback play with Kay Kulubnik. And then Arch Manning is going to be his backup. Well, that's it. That's my show. That is all the time I have here on the show. I just want to thank all my support, all the listeners that have listened to me faithfully and has downloaded the podcast. You know, I just continue just producing these shows one after the other. It's because I love doing it. I love talking about sports. It's something I always loved doing when I was a kid. And now I get to do it on a radio station. And I will be back. I'm going to be back with full force. You know, I'm at episode 522. Because 523 is going to be the live show at Ivy. I'm just doing the flip-flop. But it's been incredible. 
And I just love being a part of the WQEE family. So stay tuned for Braves Country Baseball with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Don't forget that you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that tomorrow I'm going to have my live show at Ivy Park. Well, it was recorded on Tuesday, but it will be rebroadcasted on tomorrow's show. And then on Friday, I'm going to have my high school basketball show. And Corey and I are going to make NFL picks for week 15. Thank you, everybody, and have a great rest of your day. Hi, I am the man in the mirror, your host, Charles Stevens. Today is the day that we discuss things that go on in the streets, like homeless people, people that has no respect for other people, no matter what they might look like or what they are going through. We should respect all people. We should come together as a unity, provide love and hospitality to each other, not just because you think it's the right thing to do, but because you know it's coming from your heart and that's what you want to do. We as people should respect each other every day, no matter what the situation may be. If you're going through hard times, I can understand that you'll be a little frustrated. But don't take it out on other people. Deal with that yourself. Discuss it with somebody that can help you understand what you're going through, not to be mean to other people because you're having a hard time. And that is the end of my conversation for the day. Your host again, Charles Stevens. You are listening to Man in the Mirror, hosted by Charles Stevens. You could download an episode of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, the official post-game after-party for your Columbus Rapids. Located on 9501 Veterans Parkway in Columbus, Georgia, Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill is the perfect place to watch sports and enjoy great food. This podcast is brought to you by Christie's Cafe. Located at 27 Jackson Street in Noonan, Christie's Cafe serves breakfast all day. They have the best lunch around. Open from Wednesdays through Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Sundays 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. You could place a takeout order online at Christie's dash cafe dot square dot site come on by christie's cafe and enjoy some good food local grounds cafe and coffee shop is the perfect place to relax drink some coffee they just have delicious treats friendly staff they have free wi-fi they have outdoor dining pets are always welcome with contactless payments Located at 407 North Greenwood Street in LaGrange, Local Grounds is the perfect place. It's Local Grounds with a Z. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. 
This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.